Hi, you're listening to Sober Moments with Karen. Today, I'd like to talk about the places and the ways that I do my 11th step. So I'm just going to put the two minutes on the start. There we go. And how this came up was, is I noticed that uh, lately what I decided to do was, as you know, I use Marco Polo with some of my sobriety sisters. And I had started to share, uh, it was a woman's book from way back in the 80s, uh, Karen Casey, Each Day a New Beginning. And I really had appreciated her spin on early sobriety and early reflections, thoughts for the days. So I decided to start sharing that every day with my, my fellow sobriety sisters. And in doing so, of course, before doing that, I would do my prayers, my meditation, and then sit, and then I would invite them into my space of contentedness and serenity and umness, you know what I mean, being centered, and read this and share this with them. So one day I was sitting there, it was like, I realized I'm in my kitchen. I do my prayer and my meditation in my kitchen. That's very interesting. I'm quite comfortable on my wooden chair. I love the space. And then I started to think about over all the years, what have I done? Where have I done it? So when I was very first sober, I remember having a fairly big apartment with, uh, well, eventually, with um, an eastward facing window, a huge window. And back then we didn't have cell phones. So I used to have to start work at eight. I would get up at 4.30 in the morning, make a coffee, sit in this chair, and I would pray and I would meditate and watch the sun come up. It was the great way to start the day. And oh my God, it would be so spiritual until of course I got to work. But you know, that was my space. That was my time. Now I did have a place where, you know, I had, um, you know, that, that, that was, that was a space and time. The next place that I got, um, I had a table and here I sat again at a table, but it was kind of, it was in the kitchen. I remember having the fridge and I had it plastered with all these sayings, little reminders of things that would help me to set the day up, um, and to have a right thinking about things. Um, so I remember that space and there's the two minutes, so I shouldn't be too much longer. We'll see. So you know, in that space, I would pray and meditate. So it's very interesting. I keep coming back to kitchens. I found that throughout the time. The next place, I didn't have a kitchen. So I actually set up a corner, a chair for quiet with a, a, I had a big window ledge beside it. And I actually set up kind of an altar on it where I had crystals and my Tibetan um, Buddha and things like that. And at that time, I used to be a lot into crystals and crystal healing. So I used to use crystal music and the perfect uh, key AC and I would actually tune my crystals and I would smudge but I would tune them so that the whole atmosphere would feel a certain way and I would use these tools in order to increase my conscious contact with God you know um, using energy using the crystal and the energy to kind of feel that conscious connection you know I also use women's spirituality groups at some point in order to do this but the point is is it was it was a step 11 you know sought through prayer or meditation to improve my conscious contact with God so here I am back in the kitchen. Now I have a beautiful room. I have a room that does have some things in it that could be kind of called altarish, shall we say, but I don't do things the same way anymore. I don't feel that I need like a crystal in my hand or to be sitting there saying mm, that I have to be kneeling or meditating or sitting cross-legged. I don't feel that I have to do anything that like that anymore to improve my conscious contact. Just having my eyes, uh, my consciousness awake is enough for me to improve that conscious contact. I have it all the time. So for me, the form and the matter doesn't seem to matter as much any anymore. I don't need tools. I can bow my head at any point. I can say it aloud. 
you know, I have such a different relationship through the practice of every day, many times a day, going through, going through, that faith has increased and that consciousness is there in a much more easier way. So today, I sit at my co- at my table with a couple of plants around me. I love living plants. And my, my coffee, where I sit and, you know, I pray and I meditate. So I'm really curious, though, you know, how do others pray and meditate? Where do you go? What do you have? I've often, I don't have children. I've never had to deal with children. I don't know what I would do if I had had children. How would I find that little space? Would I be able to prop up a corner and call it just my own? I don't know. Do mums do that now? Anyway, I'd like to know how you do it. How do you practice it? Do you use any tools? Do you not? Are you comfortable wherever you are? Or do you have to set up a bit of a ritual? Like my one friend, she has to light a candle. For her, that seems to be setting the mood. And I do remember there was a time when I had to smudge. That would be setting the mood for me. Or putting on incense. We all have different things. And they progress and we change throughout the years with them as well. I'd love to hear what yours are. What do you do? How do you do it? And how does it help you? You can share your comments down below with the rest of us. I'm sure we'd all like to know. And if not, you'd feel more comfortable sending me an email. You can at sobermoments at yahoo.com. Appreciate it. We'd like to hear from you. So thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. And here's to wishing you and I and all of us another 24 hours of contented sobriety.